What's going on? Woo. Welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is Wednesday. Missed an episode this week. Not really. We just took an extra day off, really. That's how I'm going to consider it. I took mm-hmm. an extra day off this week. A mental um, break. <laughs> a mental break, if you will, as the season is slowing down. We'll be back uh, with two episodes next week. We have a full slate coming up for you all, but it's Lucas and Cameron hanging out with you tonight. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, at CamLaw317. For Cameron, FFLs on Twitter, the FFLs on Instagram, Fancy Football Fellas on TikTok. And YouTube where you should be subbed to have those notifications turned on. We're still pumping out content every single day. That's yes, sir. irritating the people, I guess, right now. I <laughs> cannot fathom how many people are in love with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Uh, we'll dive into him in a bit. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, we're, we're in full off-season swing here, right? So we are actually going to spend the next three weeks or so recapping the 2023 NFL season by way of recapping the top 20 players at each position, except for the tight ends. Uh, We're going to, we're going to do top 10 because nobody on God's green earth wants to recap 20 tight ends for fantasy football this year. Uh, So we're going to recap the top 20 finishers uh, at each position. The yep. top 10 for the Titans of fantasy football over the next few weeks. Uh, do a little bit of reflecting, do a little bit of projecting, uh, and ultimately just, just recap what we can take away from the 2022 season uh, as we walk away and, and briefly look into the distance at the 2023 season. So we'll be doing that over the next few weeks, but then as we get into the off season, we'll start more dynasty content. We're hoping to get a few more creators on here, even um, and a few more who, you know, have a reputable name in the community to come on and chat dynasty prospects to come on and chat um, all sorts of offseason NFL stuff. So we got a full slate for you. We're not going anywhere for two episodes a week. We're here with all the fantasy football content uh, and also some NFL dynasty content for you as well. How are you doing Cameron? I feel like we haven't caught up in a while. Like, I feel like we, we like we, we, we chat every day on messenger. But mm-hmm. Like the, I don't think the people know how you're actually doing. Well, like we said, I, could not do Tuesdays after I was still emotionally drained from the Vikings loss. Uh, I could not talk. <laughs> That's what we can blame time. it on. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then this morning just started out tough. I was walking to the grocery store and I had a bird crap on my hat. Um, <laughs> That's right. I've, I've not had that happen before. So that was a unique experience. Um, not really the way I wanted to start my day. Um, but other than that, you know, we're doing pretty good. I'm I'm getting ready to start throwing out some big dynasty trades in a couple of leagues. Uh-huh. You're already trying to me. trying to stop myself from drafting more dynasty leagues than I could handle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm doing I'm doing all right. How are you? How are you doing, Lucas? Dude, I'm. <laughs> we'll talk about how I'm doing. Let's recap Super Wildcard Weekend. <laughs> You like that new transition? Well, it was nice. It was solid. I like that. I, I like the transition I like a lot. Did you just ask me that so you could set up your transition? Was, was I, I did. Just a little, I kind of did. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. It was so ingenuine. I'm playing chess, not checkers out here. Uh, <laughs> Super wildcard weekend. We had a lot going on. 
we had mm-hmm. a lot going on. Uh, let's just let, let's give brief thoughts on the weekend, right? We had the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks kick off the weekend. Uh, the 49ers ended up uh, originally this was a close game, uh, but they ended up. Can I say smoking the Seattle Seahawks? I, I they didn't really smoke them, but 23 to 41. 41 to yeah. 23, the 49ers won that game. Uh one big takeaway from that game for you. I think just how well DK Metcalf performed and how he was Geno Smith's guy when Geno needed, you know, a big play. And I think that's something to really watch for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the D- DK needed to come on and have a big game here. Mm-hmm. Um he he had struggled against the 49ers all year. Yep. Um, I was listening to to Ben Solak on uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was saying that that the one way you can beat this 49ers team is by taking the top off them. Like yep. that is a a that is a way you can beat the 49ers. And so, what do you know? Geno's hitting DK Metcalf. Oh my goodness, hitting DK Metcalf. I cannot talk today on go routes down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, if you were keeping track of fantasy points on the weekend, if you're playing in any fantasy playoffs, DK gave you 35 and a half in PPR formats. So yeah, he had a massive game. Uh, can I, did Brock Purdy won a playoff game. You did. He's seven and zero. Oh. That's my takeaway. Uh, he struggled. He struggled mightily to begin the game. Ended up bringing it back together. But, like, mm-hmm. I think my takeaway is that, like, this 49ers team, like, has a legit chance to win it all with Brock Purdy. Oh, 100%. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that he can't. That'd yep. be silly of me, too. I do think it's silly that people are like, oh, my gosh, the next Tom Brady. Mm. Both late-round draft picks. Like, late-late draft picks. Like, last-day draft picks. Yeah. Oh, their their starters got hurt. Now they come in. They're taking over. Oh, dude, they're the, they're the exact same. They're the exact same. We we cannot say that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't. We cannot say that because if you're trying to compare Brock Purdy to Tom Brady, you are trying to compare Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant of the 2022 NFL draft class, to the greatest quarterback of all time. So if you're going to make that comparison, you got to grade him on a GOAT scale. You yeah. got to grade him on an elite scale. Brock Purdy is not elite. I don't... Is Brock Purdy a great quarterback right now? No. I mean, he's good. He's he's a good quarterback. Yeah. He is a good quarterback. There is no denying that. But there are things you like he is doing in his game right now that would make a world. This game could have been this game could have been 48 to 23. Yeah. He missed a couple of touchdowns to Juwan Jennings. Mm. And there are both two passes that if he like he can fix these things to become better. But we cannot start throwing around a go comparison. So sorry, I. That's my takeaway. No, you're good. 49ers can win with Brock Purdy. TikTok mm-hmm. does not like me. I had to make two videos in, in, in consecutive days about this, trying to clarify how dumb it is to to grade Mister Irrelevant r- rookie year on yep. a goat level scale. Yeah. People say, "Oh, he's just a rookie." Well, I'm going to evaluate him on a goat scale. If you're going to tell me to, if you're going to make that comparison, you have to grade him on that scale. It's not fair. That is the point. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. <laughs> Wild game. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars. <coughs> That's the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and 
Joe Lombardi specifically. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, 30-31, Jaguars did win that game. Big takeaway. Uh, that play call by Doug Peterson on fourth and one was brilliant. Unbelievable. It was one of the best play, probably the best play call we'll see all playoffs. I mean, just to line up like that, run to the side. Um, I think we saw Trevor Lawrence's, you know, like a lot of guys have their first playoff game and it's just terrible. And then, you know, they'll come in later and have a breakout game. Trevor Lawrence did all that in the matter of a game. He just split up into the two halves. Yeah. Four touchdowns is incredible. Four interceptions is really tough. Um, Obviously, you're hoping for more um, from Justin Herbert, right? Um, a lot of his points, um, or a lot of the Chargers points in general, just came from off of those turnovers in the first half, and they did not do anything in the second half. But at the same time, you know, no Mike Williams. Yeah. And dunk passes the whole time. Like, I don't think it was necessarily, I'm not, wouldn't put any blame on Justin Herbert, but if we're talking about the top three potential quarterback in the league, then you definitely would have wanted to see more in the second half. Yeah, my, my takeaway quickly changed from Cam Brandon Staley to Joe Lombardi called a horrendous game. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers ran the ball seven times for a negative seven yards in the second half. That's inexcusable when you're ahead by 24. That's yeah. inexcusable. That's my takeaway. Um, yeah. The Chargers lost that game. I don't. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, the Jaguars and Doug Peterson, all the credit in the world to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chargers lost that game. There's no reason. They, the Jaguars should have been allowed to to throw up you know, 31, almost unanswered. I think yes. almost unanswered. Yeah. Uh, speed recap, 31-34, Buffalo defeats the Miami game. Dolphins. This game was a lot less close than I would prefer it to be. Uh, here's how I'll recap this game. The Bengals also won 24-17. Who do you got, Buffalo or, or Cincinnati? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Buffalo, but I, I really see this one going either way. I think it's going to be a really fun game. I, I'm, I'm going Cincinnati. And I don't, if you're going to allow Skylar Thompson to, no, I know he didn't pin all 31, but like 45 passing attempts, you went 18 to 45 for 220 and one defense did, did some heavy lifting for Miami. Josh Allen does not look like the same quarterback. Yeah, it's, in this moment, in this moment, it's weird because like he'll have drives, right? Yes. that's kind of how it's felt. Is he'll have one driver looks amazing, and then you know we even saw that like because we I know we watched the Bills Vikings game really closely earlier in the year, and that that was how it felt in that game. Like that last drive where he threw an interception, Patrick Peterson, it was a dumb throw, but he had amazing drives earlier in the game, right? And so he has to put it all together in order to beat the Bengals. I still, I mean, I think he can, but like I said, this game is going to be right down the wire. Yeah, I, and and yeah, and when I say I, I give the game to the Bengals, I don't yep. think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think it is going to be probably a like twenty-eight to thirty-one kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Giants top our Minnesota Vikings thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, do we both have the same takeaway? The Vikings defense is trash, and Ed Donatel needs to go. Yeah, and I will give props to Daniel Jones. Oh yes, I mean, yeah. He he to, made yeah. he made the plays he needed to make. I mean, Vikings defense made it easier on him, but he definitely made the plays he needed to make in that game. Uh, and just the fact that Giants are this far with Isaiah Hodgins and Ricky James and Darius Slayton is unbelievable. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that is yeah, like I that is not to take anything yes. away from Daniel Jones. No, he yeah. balled. Hundred percent. Both offenses played well. Yes, yes, hundred percent. But man, there were no adjustments made. No. Whatsoever for for Ed Donatel. 
And Donatel, my goodness. Um, then lastly, Dallas, 31-14 over Tampa. Um, Tampa, yikes. Um, I mean, it's the epitome of their season. They, yeah. they, The Lions would have fared better against the Dallas Cowboys than the Buccaneers would have, I fear. Yeah, it. I think that's just kind of, you know, we were hoping that Tom Brady would take this team and rise to the occasion of the playoffs, and it just yeah. didn't happen, and they just played the same way they played all year. Yeah, that's uh, 100% it. Super Wildcard Weekend Recap. Thought we should uh, fly through that quick, but now uh, let's transition to uh, some news and notes from around the league. Speaking of Joe Lombardi and uh, calling a terrible game, he got the boot. He was fired earlier this week. Good for the Los Angeles Chargers. I'd be interested to see if uh, he lands another OC job somewhere else, but I'm going to guess he doesn't if he doesn't know how to uh, call second half of a game. He's up 24 to zero. I mean, not that I, he does, but like <laughs> that was an embarrassing example of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could sign him as an OC somewhere else, but I guess we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Canada, Pittsburgh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Matt Canada is officially staying with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moment of silence for Pittsburgh Steelers fans in their offense. This would be the equivalent to the Vikings holding on to Ed Donatel. I, I would agree. I would agree. Matt Canada is not the way. No. Uh, so I'm sorry, Pittsburgh fans. Titans, they finalize a deal with Rand Carthen of the 49ers to be their GM. Jim Schwartz, this is actually super interesting. Uh, he's the new defensive coordinator in Cleveland. I really like this hiring for for Cleveland. Mm. This is a sneaky good hire. Yeah, I think he's going to bring a lot of toughness to this defense, which I think you need to play with if you're going to be the Cleveland Browns. If you're going to play in the AFC North, yes. you got to play smash. a rough nose, a smash mouth game of football, 100%. Jalen Hurts, he's off the injury report. He's going to play this weekend. Not that we ever questioned if he was or wasn't. It was a matter mm-hmm. of him getting off the injury report. Aaron Rodgers, very non-committal on playing next year. Surprise, what's new? <laughs> He's not committal for the last three years. Yeah. Is he back with the pack? I don't think he wants to be. I think that's part of the problem. I think that's he part of the problem it. that he's not committal. He has to <laughs> yes. he has to muster up the courage to go back to the pack, I think. Yeah. And so but I also think he just wants to be the center of attention all offseason again. I think yeah. he really enjoys that, and so I think he's going to play this out just like he did last year. As long as he's in Green Bay and not uh, Los Angeles, Vegas, the mm-hmm. city with bright lights that can uh, give him everything he wants, and he's in good old Wisconsin. Yep. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Addison, they did declare for the NFL draft. They were down to the wire. Everyone was talking about C.J. Stroud, but nobody really talked about <laughs> Jordan Addison, no. who yeah. is probably going to be a top three wide receiver taking a dynasty draft this year. Yeah, for sure. It's just, I mean, I don't know the full reasoning. I didn't hear anything about why I, they waited so long, but yep. they did. But now it's passed and they're in the draft, so who cares? <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> Dolphins GM. They did endorse Tua as their guy next year. Uh, I believe the quote revolved around uh, as long as he's cleared by team doctors, he should be back in the team starter next year, which I think is fine quit getting concussions out to a quit throwing your head around yeah. like it's a beach ball yeah i mean he he had his ups and he had his downs and 
But that's going to be the thing. Can he stay healthy? So, Yes, that will be the, the big thing to watch next season, obviously. News and notes from around the league. Cameron, with what time we have left, let's transition to breaking down the first 10 quarterbacks or top 20 quarterbacks from 2022. So how these top 10s are going to work. We're going to go 1 to one to 10, 11 to 20. This actually is super fascinating for quarterbacks because there are a lot of names in the top 10 we did not expect to be here at the no. start of the year. A lot of the names we did expect to be in the top 10 at the start of the year <laughs> are in 11 through 20. So this yeah. is going to be super fascinating uh, to break down uh, our top 10 at each position and then 11 through 20. Um, in the following episodes as well. So today we will cover the top 10 quarterbacks from 2022 and the number one quarterback overall this year was Patrick Mahomes. Set the single season record in total yards over 5,000 passing yards, 329 rushing yards, 44 total touchdowns, average 26, 25.9, 26 fantasy points per game he had 14 finishes inside of the top 12 quarterbacks oh in 13 of them he was top six that's crazy i'd like to know how many of those were top three i'll, I'll take a look at that as you uh and riddle me this uh how early is too early to take patrick mahomes next year because i came out and said this year that patrick mahomes was being drafted too early there was no need to draft patrick mahomes uh in round round three or four because the difference in these top tier quarterbacks uh, is is not big enough, and yep. you could get a guy. I use Jalen Hurts specifically. You could get him five rounds later, and we'll be talking about him shortly. But how early is too early to take Patrick Mahomes next year? Man, it's gonna be it's it's tough right now, right? Because we don't. It'll depend where other players fall. It still feels too early to me to take a guy quarterback rounds four and above. Um, the thing is, though, like we're talking about 26 fantasy points per game. That's four more points per game than the uh, quarterback four on the season. It's uh, six or it's eight more points per game than the quarterback or, or sorry, seven more points per game than the quarterback uh, six. So it, it's just a tough question. I would still want to wait till round five, but I do think he's going to start getting into that round four. And I, I think that's kind of where we're going to actually, well, I, I think we're going to see him in round three. Um, if I was going to reach and I wanted a team with a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack, I'd may, I'd probably reach for round four, but five is where I feel comfortable taking a quarterback. Yeah, I think he's he's going to sit in round three next year. I think he's going to be living where Josh Allen was this year, where he's where Josh Allen was like almost borderline round two, which yes. is a crazy thing. I think he's going to live in that range. I I'm not going to take him any earlier than like late round three. Mm-hmm. Again, that's personal preference because I'm probably going to be able to get Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or we'll talk about Joe Burrow, but any of those guys I'll probably be able to get in the mid-fourth round or later. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go like scrambling to get Patrick Mahomes, but I, I will put a premium on him if I do get draft Travis Kelsey in the first round next year and it's you know the late second, early third. Like I might go and reach for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's super fascinating, though. Eight of his finishes were top five. He had five inside of the top three as well. So just uh, just something to keep in mind with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's going to be a top three quarterback going forward. He was phenomenal yep. this year. Um, 
I don't think we need to say much more about the the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, the last thing I'll add is really his situation can only get better in Kansas City. Yes. Right? He can yes. only get better weapons on the outside. Kelsey is not going anywhere. Um, His running backs, you know, like Pacheco and McKinnon play great, but you can find better running backs pretty much everywhere else going into next year. So yeah, that that that's kind of my thing on Mahomes. It's, it is it could it could get better than this. Not that I'm predicting him to break more records, but it could get better. Bijan Robinson to the Kansas City Chiefs. It would be so much fun. I'm gonna I'm just gonna whisper that loudly enough so for everybody to hear. ASMR. Um, <laughs> that that is the thing with Patrick Mahomes too, right? Uh, we we were predicting his situation is getting worse when you lose arguably the best playmaker in all of football on the outside. Uh, yep. How in the world are you going to cope with that? Well, I guess you just go ahead and break all sorts of records with Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, Justin Watson, Sky Moore. Who am I yep. missing in there? Kadarius Tony they traded for. Uh, uh, Marcos Valdez-Scantling. That's the name I was looking for. <laughs> He's a different breed, man. He's a different breed. Yep. Quarterback two on the air was Josh Allen. 343 completions for 4,062 yards, 32 tutties, added 760 rushing yards and seven touchdowns on the ground, 24 and a half fantasy points on the year. Uh, it seemed like Josh Allen was running away with quarterback one this year, and there was no question. But second half of the year, um, that's when, when things started to get a little bit, not shaky, but he's, you know Josh Allen wasn't this dominant as dominant of a force to be reckoned with as he was through the first, you know, six weeks through their bye week. Uh, that yep. being said, he still had 15 top 12 finishes this year. That's that's the most out of any quarterback in the top 10 and 11 top six finishes on the year as well. Still top three. Yep. He's really good at football and he's going to be a top three pick. I think next year, the consensus is probably going to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, the next guy we'll talk about. I, won't spoil the name, but the people can probably guess who it is. But um, he's still top two for you. Is yeah. He? Yeah, he has to be. And like we were talking about, he was really like the ADP was really creeping up for him last year. Yep. If you took him in round three, right, you weren't like overly excited. You probably didn't make the fancy championship because you're missing out on such great talent there. But you also got what you expected, right? Like you said, he had six top uh, six top five finishes in his first six games. He only had yep. one one finish outside the top um, twelve, so you know you got you got what you paid for, but I still think it was too early to take a quarterback there. Yeah, he didn't finish outside of the top twelve to to add context to that until week mm-hmm. eleven. Yeah, quarterback two, quarterback four, quarterback four, quarterback five, one, three, eleven, three, six, week eleven. He was eighteen. Yeah, then you look at the rest of the season. 18, 1, 14, 9, 2, 4, 35, 3. So he was still dominant. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Josh Allen was still dominant, but that, those 12 and a half, 17, and 2 point, well, that was week that 17 was, against yep. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So scratch that one. And still dominant as ever. Mm-hmm. When you break down the numbers, uh, Josh Allen, he's still going to be top two going into next season. Yeah, definitely. Jalen Hurts is quarterback three on the season. Uh, he was certainly making a push uh, for the quarterback one overall, and uh, he did average the most fantasy points per game this year with 26.8. It's just crazy. 
which is wild. 286 for 3,472 yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 700 or 747 rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns. 12 games inside of the top 12. Of those 12 games, 11 of them were in the top six. My goodness, he uh, he he played injured or missed uh, the fantasy championship the last two years. So, I mean, we, we kind of have to ask the question going forward, is durability a concern? Because we saw him break down at the tail end of last year. And this year, uh, he he was out week 17. Yeah, I mean, durability has got to be a concern all, with all these rushing quarterbacks, right? We see with Lamar, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Justin Fields, even all of them, all of them are going to get banged up at some time or another. Josh Allen's probably the only one you don't really worry about, and that's because he's bigger than most DNs. But Jalen Hurt, Jalen Hurts, right? You're just hoping it doesn't happen like it has been. You know, it's at the end of the year, right? Because the in- injury can come at any time. You're hoping that he's healthy enough to play. But 27 fantasy points per game, you know, it's worth that risk. That that's just insane. 4,200 total yards, 35 total touchdowns, and he had under or only seven turnovers. That's what's crazy to me about Jalen. That's the crazy thing. Seven turnovers this year. Yes. Only five interceptions. You know, that that's something that's huge. Um, and so yeah, I I I definitely am not too concerned about that durability. Protecting the football was huge this year. Mm-hmm. Five interceptions. Yeah. That's crucial. I think that number creeps up next year, but don't get yeah. me wrong, like that doesn't make Jalen Hurts not a top three quarterback for me no. next year, but especially when you're you know, 747 rushing yards and 13 freaking touchdowns on the ground. Like, what, what is that in, in running back numbers? I, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but that has um, got to be, that's got to be top five running back numbers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jamal Williams is number one with uh, 17. 17, so. right. He's right. right there. Let's see. I got it right here for you. Um, In terms of rushing touchdowns, he is tied. I think he's one behind Eckler. No, he's tied with Eckler. So he had yeah, tied for second with Eckler and Henry. Which is insane. So you're getting a running back at the quarterback position who is also giving you like quarterback numbers as well. Like it's not like a Taysom Hill thing where he's just getting, you know, yeah. running back touches as as a tight end. Um, which is an extreme hack, but we'll talk about Taysom Hill, maybe. <laughs> In the top Depends 10 tight ends. I honestly haven't even looked at the top 10 tight ends because yeah, it's I don't know where he falls. List. Yep. Um, but, but this is the question, though. Is, is this, if we're doing like tiers of fantasy quarterbacks, is this where you think the tier break is with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts all in this top tier? I do think this is where it is. I, I think Burrow's probably the next guy right now, just the way he's played over the last two seasons. Herbert probably being in that mix, even though down year. But I just don't know if we can for sure count on them putting up 5,000 yards next year and 40 touchdowns like Mahomes did. I think Mahomes is the only quarterback you can count on that consistently. And then Herbert and Burrow don't have the Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts rushing upside. That's what separates Hurts and Allen is the fact that they can both hit 700 rushing yards, seven plus rushing touchdowns. I 100% agree. Um, I think you probably could potentially slot Joe Burrow in here, mm-hmm. but as I'm looking it's at his close, numbers, yeah. it, it, it's close. As I'm, it, it's it's going to be this top tier of those three, and then mm-hmm. like a tier of like Joe Burrow by himself, yep. probably. Or you could throw a if we think Herbert's going to bounce back, yeah, um, 
you could throw him in there too. But Joe Burrow threw the ball 568 times this year. That was the second most in the league, if I'm not. Nope, that is a lie. Um, it was less than Patrick Mahomes is what I was going to gonna get <laughs> yeah. at here. Um, but I'm like 568, that is not the second most. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the second most that I can see on my screen right now. Um, <laughs> 393 completions. 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 picks, added 73 rushing attempts for 250 yards and five rushing touchdowns, averaged 22.3 fantasy points per game, had 10 finishes inside of the top 12, eight inside of the top six, and he still had a top 10 finish in half of his games without Jamar Chase, which I think is important to note because it's not, Joe Burrow was not like, ultra dependent on jamar chase um uh, mm-hmm. like you know obviously they thrived when they were on the field together but yeah you know when, when he he initially lost jamar chase we thought this would you know impact burrow not dramatically but enough to keep him you know outside of this next year of quarterbacks ha- has he earned this top five spot for next year he, he has to like we said he's right on that cusp of this next year the fact like you're saying he did it without chase these are elite numbers he was in the super bowl last year right a lot of times you expect or a lot of times this guy team that loses Super Bowl has a little bit of a slump. Bengals have looked amazing. They've got such a young, good core. They're not going anywhere. You got to keep Burrow up here. Yeah, I I was hesitant on Burrow because he did yes. have such a phenomenal year last year. Ridiculous. Did expect to see a little bit of a fall off. Yeah. I will say I I'm hesitant because I still think there are quarterbacks who finished outside That's of the top true. ten who I think could be vying for this top five spot with burrow I, i'll give okay. the edge to burrow because i i think i think he's a better quarterback than a lot of these guys that mm-hmm. we'll we'll bring up in in part two of the top 20 quarterbacks but like you think about dak who was injured you think about yep. justin herbert who had a down year i don't think we're going to get about a top five bounce back season from tom brady no like the the they're kind of weeding themselves out, but I also can't help but think like Joe Burrow, like, I don't know if it's, you know, signed, sealed and delivered, but yeah, I I think I would, ag- close. I would agree. And you think too, like Lamar coming back next oh, year, Lamar, that's Justin, Justin Fields, right? I think he's got the best chance to finish top five, but I think yep. when we're projecting, right. Cause we project out over 17 games. Yep. I think Lamar is going to be ahead of him. Justin Fields probably be ahead of him. Herbert will be close, um, depending on you know how how that offense changes again this year, right? Because he's got aging weapons. But if I'm I'm being realistic, there's there's a very slim chance that Justin Fields Lamar play a full season, you know that they're not dropping a little bit lower. And I mean, Burrow still averaged 22 points per game, so he still averaged more than both of them this year. So it's not like he can't continue to do it. Um, but yeah, he's he's right on that cut. I, I should say he's not for sure top five, but he's right on that cusp of top five. Probably yeah. six through four. Right. Yeah. I he won't be below seven. Yes. That is for sure. I don't think he'll go higher than four, but yeah. he won't be below seven. Hmm. Quarterback five on the year. My goodness. Justin Fields. Uh he like I'm speechless trying to like rationalize and explain <laughs> Justin <His> Fields. <laughs> I like Nine top 12 finishes, five in the top six. Yep. 192 of 318, 60%, almost below a 60% completion percentage. 2,200 yards through the air, 
17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That ain't great. But it don't matter because he ran the ball 160 times for 1,100 yards. Yeah. And eight touchdowns. Average 20 and a half fantasy points per game. I, and this is the crazy thing. There's not a way his situation gets worse next year, does it? No. It's, That's it, the crazy it can't. thing. Yeah. The only thing that I think could happen is his efficiency comes down, right? Because he had four more attempts than Jalen Hurts and 400 more yards. But to be fair, Lamar puts up crazy numbers like this too. And I think Justin Fields is a closer type of runner to Lamar than he is like a Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That's crazy yeah, that he only had two more rushing attempts than Jalen Hurts. I, I yeah. had to fact check you there. Four more. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But as like you're saying, like he can't have worse weapons next year. No he, no, he can't. You can sign any free agents you want, and they will be the same as what he was throwing to this year, especially because Darnell Mooney missed most of the season. Right? Yes. So it, it can't get worse in that way. The O-line wasn't great, so that's probably going to get better. They've got they've got draft capital, and you know with this number one pick, they're just going to get better draft capital. So you got to think situation improves at least a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can't disagree. They're going to bring in another weapon, whether they draft one, whether they make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. uh, you know, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world for them to do. Ideally, you want that to be a young wide receiver, though, not mm-hmm. a you know wrong side of 30 wide receiver. But come on, let's be honest. D-Hop would, would make Justin Fields a much better passer than he was this year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we've talked about a lot. You've talked about the like Jalen Hurts getting AJ Brown, Josh Allen getting digs, um, you know, Kyler even getting D hop. So right. that 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 is the question going next year. Does he take a step forward passing? And that I'm i I'm stuck on that one, I'm gonna be honest. Until they get a better weapon than Chase Claypool. I don't know, is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um we'll see. That's TBD though, because mm. He easily could. He could also easily end up disappointing people in the passing department again. Yep, and that's I think when we th- talk about dynasty, right? Because we're in the we're in the off season, right? This is dynasty time. Right. This is when dynasty is important. Justin Fields, you know, it feels like, hey, he's just like Jalen Hurts. He's just like Joe Josh Allen. He's you know he's going to take this passing step forward. They're going to get if they get him the weapon. But that is what makes him a little nerve-wracking in fantasy because if he doesn't take this step forward, he's probably got two more years and then he's out of the league, right? Yeah. He he still has to. Like, there's still question marks about it. I'm not saying he's not going to, but, you know, there, there is that risk assumed if you're taking in Justin Fields. 100%. Geno Smith. He was the quarterback six on the year. We all wrote him off. Okay. No, you did not. You were not in on Geno Smith. I will remind you forever, <laughs> you the people. You were not in on Geno Smith. You cannot say I knew Geno was the starter. You cannot say that because nobody knew the starter of the Seattle Seahawks until the week before the regular season started. We wrote that man off. Uh, he did not write back, and he showed out. He had ten top twelve finishes on the year, four inside of the top six, three eighty a four or five forty one. Excuse me. Nearly 4,100 passing yards, nine, 29 touchdowns, excuse me. Only nine interceptions, protected the ball real well this year. 315 rushing yards added as well. Uh, only one rushing touchdown. But uh, Geno Smith, man, surprise of the year. 
you and I said in, well, he was our surprise uh, of the year in the uh, Fancy Football Fellows Awards. He was our waiver wire ad of the year. It wasn't the people's, but in our mind, he was the waiver wire ad of the year. But we have to look forward, right? Because there is a decision to be made by the Seattle Seahawks on if they bring Geno back, if they go out and draft a guy, if they go make a move to bring in a Derek Carr, should Derek Carr get cut. Are you buying Geno Smith as a top 10 quarterback next year? Should he return to the Seahawks? So I think he for sure returns, right? I don't think they're going to go out and get another veteran. I could see him drafting someone, but I still think Geno plays at least one more year next year. Um, even yep. if they take a Bryce Young or CJ, Str- you know, if someone falls to them and they take him. But as a top 10 fancy quarterback, that's tough, right? We talked about Lamar. Um, we talked about Dak. We talked about Herbert. You know, um, Trevor Lawrence is only getting better. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes back. There's still a chance he could be top 10, right? It's it's going to be tough to for sure commit to him as top 10. But 4,000 yards led the NFL in completion percentage. You know, 29 touchdowns. There's a lot to like from Geno Smith. So I don't know if he's for sure going to be. I don't think he's going to be top 10. I don't think I'll be putting him top 10, but he's going to be right around that fringe. And I I do believe, though, that he's going to be a great value again next year, right? I just don't think people are going to be you know ballsy enough to take him top 10, but I still think he could finish top 10. Yeah, I think the Seahawks bring him back because mm-hmm. I think there's going to be this bridge season for the Seahawks where they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a year where, where Geno probably doesn't show up, yeah. which is okay. Well, not for the Seahawks and not for Geno's career, but like mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world because then they'll gain draft capital and they can take a young quarterback. Like I think Geno Smith is like the perfect bridge quarterback for where they're at in their yes. franchise right now. I'm not going out and signing Derek Carr to big money. Mm-hmm. There's nothing Derek Carr does that, as of this year, Geno Smith can't do. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm not going to go out and spend big bucks on Lamar and, and change the entire structure of my offense. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not going to go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to trade for an agent quarterback with a massive contract. Like, Geno Smith makes sense in Seattle. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm not buying him as a top 10 quarterback next year. I'll probably have him ranked somewhere between 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I, as of right now, I do not have the the stones to draft Geno Smith top 10. That yep. is for sure. Yeah. Daniel Jones with quarterback seven on the year. That's incredible. It is. That he jumped. My goodness. I mean, we'll, we'll get to those numbers. 317 to 472 for 3,200 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, only five picks. Again, this is a theme we're seeing with some of these guys sneaking into the top 10 here. They're not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Really protecting the football. Danny Dimes, 120 rushing attempts for 700 yards and seven touchdowns, 18.4 fantasy points per game. That is that is the difference maker for Danny Dimes here. Um, seven finishes inside of the top 12, three inside of the top six. I was I was willing to to bet on Daniel Jones this year. I think I had him the highest ranked at the start of the year. I mean, nowhere near my 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 top 12. Uh, I think he was inside of my top. 17 or so but yeah he, he cracked the top 10 right he was quarterback seven on the year how repeatable is this for daniel jones though like like that's the question here because mm-hmm. you have brian dable he did incredible things with daniel jones here is another top 
10 season feasible though given like the weapons in this offense still aren't great and there's nobody yeah. in free agency that's going to like put this team over the top at the wide receiver position no so how repeatable is this for daniel jones yeah that's I, th- I think it is repeatable because you look at his stats and they're not, you know, fantastic. I think he can keep up the rushing stats, maybe not 700 yards, but, you know, he puts up 500 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, he loses a little bit, you know, drops down maybe back of the end 10, but 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns is not crazy by any means. You know, that's that's not something that's incredibly hard to hit. Um, and even if he doesn't add any to his wide receivers, his wide receivers aren't going to get worse. The thing that I worry about the most with Daniel Jones is Saquon leaving. Um, obviously, the farther they make it into the playoffs, the better chance they have of retaining Saquon. But if Saquon leaves, that changes this whole offense dynamic, uh, yeah. offensive dynamic. I just, I also wonder, like, are they are they going to sign Daniel Jones? Like, if Lamar is out there, are they going to try and make a push for Lamar? You know, because he would be the only quarterback in NFL history to sign for over $30 million and never have 25 total touchdowns in a season if Daniel Jones signs a contract this year, which is what I think he'd get if they want to sign him long-term. So I don't know. I, I think he can because I don't think these numbers are crazy, but I, I'm i not going to bank on it at the same time. It, and again, it's the rushing, the 700 mm-hmm. yards rushing. That's what you need to look at here. Yeah. Um, 15 touchdowns is not going to cut it for Daniel Jones. He needs top another 600 rushing yards. And that's yep. kind of like the threshold we see for quarterbacks in fantasy football is if they can top 600 rushing yards, that's when they start cracking this top 10 number. If their yep. passing metrics aren't great, if they're not throwing touchdowns, if they're not the best pocket passers in the world, it's because they're getting it done with their legs, right? Yeah. So if Daniel Jones cracks that 600 number again, all he has to do is, again, 67% completion percentage, like efficient with the football, like made successful passes and, and passed it at a at a – like fairly good rate, like 472. Like that's not a ton, but 3,200 yards. That's nothing to shrug out with only 317 completions. Like it's the rushing though. It's 120 rushing attempts and 700 rushing yards. That's what puts him over the top. If he can crack 600 again, he he has a shot to read. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think Brian Dable, to, if Daniel Jones returns to the giants, I don't think that goes away. If you're no. Brian Dable, he won't take that away from his game. So no, I mean it'll be interesting to see what happens with Daniel Jones this offseason. It sounds like they want to bring their core back mm-hmm. of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I'm sure, front office is kicking themselves for not picking up Daniel Jones' fifth year option, yeah. but um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him this offseason. Definitely, and like you said, I don't know. If, I don't think he's going to go away either, just because Brian Dable the same thing with Josh Allen, right? This is the offense yep. he likes to run, and so I think he's going to keep con- or just continue to run it. Trevor Lawrence was quarterback eight on the year. He was 367 of 552 for 3,900 yards, 24 touchdowns, only eight picks. Big, dramatic change for Trevor Lawrence this year. Yeah. Held on to the football, protected it a lot better. Uh, added 300 rushing yards on 58 attempts for five touchdowns, 18.3 fantasy points per game. Ten finishes inside of the top 12, five of those inside of the top six. And it feels like it's only going up for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it does. I mean, you look, I mean, he had eight picks, but he still had eight fumbles, right? Still 16 turnovers. We saw that, like we we were talking about earlier, four picks in the game. He's only going to get better at 
holding on to the ball. We talk about it next year, like the weapons, Christian Kirk's getting better. He's going to have Calvin Ridley next year. You know, even if Calvin Ridley's not great, he's going to be better than Marvin Jones. Um, so it, it's an upgrade there. If they bring back Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne's only getting better. And having Doug Peterson is going to just continue to help him a lot. You, you think about his just his career so far. This is his first, like, you, you got to scrap the rookie year because this is his first year with a competent coach. Yes. <laughs> so it, it does feel like it's just going to continue to go up. Maybe he has a year where he plateaus, but even then, you know, he's probably still, he, he's still for sure going to be a top 12 quarterback next year. Oh, yeah. He's going to be top 12 for sure. I think he's going to crack top 10 again next year. Yeah. I, he definitely could. Again, he he's like a uh, uh, who who did we talk about earlier? Uh, Justin Fields, where his situation doesn't get mm-hmm. any worse. Like Trevor Lawrence is like maybe it gets worse if somebody gets injured, but like Travis Etienne's still on a rookie deal. They, Christian Kirk is still on long term deal. Zay mm-hmm. Jones still has two years on his deal. Evan Ingram, he might be the interesting one to watch. They only signed him to a one year deal, so whether they bring him back or not. But like you said, they bring in Calvin Ridley then. Yeah. Um. Calvin Ridley is a pretty good wide receiver, unless if he's kind of like Deshaun Watson and forgot how to play football um, after taking some time off from the league. And I use mm-hmm. the term taking some time off, uh, not literally. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, Calvin Ridley could still end up being a, a, a really freaking good wide receiver. For so sure. I think things are just looking up for T-Law and this team is only going to continue to get better. And like you said, Doug Peterson knows how to how to coach these young quarterbacks into success. Yeah, he um, does. And yeah. we can't take the the best prospect since Andrew Luck lately, right? I mean, that, right. that still has to hold some weight and he's he's playing well behind it. So yeah, I do agree. He's, he's definitely going to be a top 10 option for me going into draft time next year. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, top 12. We'll see how my projections come out. Mm. I could promise top 12 for sure. Kirk Cousins was a quarterback nine on the year. Captain Kirk Cousins to all y'all who hate on that man. Think he lost you. Think he lost the Vikings uh, that playoff game. That's absurd. 31 to 39, 273, three total touchdowns, 112 passer rating. Are you kidding me? That did not lose. <laughs> that did not lose Minnesota the playoff game. <laughs> That is the dumbest take I, I heard all weekend. 407, a 623, 4,300 yards, 28 touchdowns. Uh, wasn't as careful with the ball this year, 14 picks. Uh, and Kirk is just not mobile. He is a, a, a pure pocket passer. 97 rushing yards and 31 attempts. 18.3 fantasy points per game. Um, I, I mean, Kirk, I, I don't think I'm going to have Kirk inside of my top 12 next no. year, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think this is just kind of like, I don't know, like kind of, I don't want to say right place, right time, but like when you look at the other guys, you look at the Tom Brady, the Justin Herbert, the Lamar, the Kyler, the Dak. Yeah. I just named four guys right there, and Kirk's not a top 12 quarterback. Um, and, and and I got all love for Kirk. Yeah, I got all love for Kirk. Um, nine finished inside of the top 12 this year, five inside of the top six. So it's not like he was just like a bum, just kind of like, I don't know, dosy doed his way into the top 10, but. Again, I think this is just kind of like a, a right place, right time kind of year for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's right there, right? He's 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 points behind Geno Smith a game. But at the same time, 4,300 yards and 28 touchdowns. He could do it. He could definitely do it again. Uh, and this op- offense isn't going to get too much worse as long as we have Justin Jefferson in it, right? Like Thielen might be – Thielen could potentially, you know, th- that, that could change. Cook could – potentially change but he's going to have Hawkinson and Jeff 
Jefferson next year. So I don't think he comes down too much. I don't know. Like the, the touchdowns obviously vary. And so I don't want to bank on Kirk Cousins having to get me 32 touchdowns to be a top 10 quarterback to take him right there. Cause that's, that's where you would have to be. That that I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. You're looking at 30 plus touchdowns for Kirk. If he wants to crack this, this yep. top 10 list again. Um, and that's important that you point that out. I, I didn't even realize this. So Daniel Jones, 293.9 fantasy points this year. Trevor Lawrence, 293.5 fantasy points mm. this year. That's only a 0.4 difference. Kirk Cousins, 292.6. That's only 1.3 points difference from Daniel Jones. Yep. So Kirk, he throws a nine, uh, uh, you know, uh, 30 more yards this year. And Kirk's a top seven quarterback on the year. Yep. Uh, for sure. Kirk throws another touchdown this year. You know, two more touchdowns this year. If he throws 30 touchdowns this year, he's a top six quarterback on the year. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how close six through nine is in terms of fantasy points per game. Um, do what you will with that. I don't think that's anything you should like heavily weigh. Cause again, there are, we'll talk about a lot of guys in 11 through 20. Yep. Um, that I think will probably make their leaps back into the top 10 next year, but uh, just interesting to note that the difference between the quarterback six and the quarterback nine this year, that's four quarterbacks was only uh, 6.7 fantasy points total. Yeah. Yeah. And I think going back just to, we talked about it. We said Trevor Lawrence is the guy we're highest on. And you think about it, he had 29 total touchdowns this year. Gino had 30. He was, you know, when you had in rushing, but if we look at it next year, the guy that you're going to bet on to have 30 plus touchdowns is going to be Trevor Lawrence. And he adds a little bit with his with his legs on the, on top of it. So if I if I'm if I'm betting on it, I'm betting Trevor Lawrence is the guy to hit four thousand plus yards and three touchdowns next year, which would put him, you know, probably inside the top ten. Yep, yep. Uh, that's a hundred percent it. I I am on board with that. Rounding out the top ten, Jared Goff. Woo. <laughs> Good for him. I mean, <laughs> woo. <laughs> 359 of 553, 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns through the year. Again, only seven interceptions protected the ball well this year. Mm-hmm. Only 68 rushing yards, though. He's basically Kirk Cousins light. Yeah. 17.6 fantasy points per game, 282 fantasy points on the year. Six finishes inside of the top 12, uh, four inside of the top six. I mean, look, when Jared Goff had his weeks, uh, he had his weeks. Yeah, he had his weeks. Um, I, I'm just looking at this quick, right? Uh, quarterback seven, quarterback one, quarterback four, quarterback four, quarterback two, quarterback seven. Like when he was a top 10 quarterback, he was you know top five a good amount of the time. Then you just look at some of these other games, quarterback 29, quarterback 28, quarterback 22, quarterback 26, quarterback 23, quarterback 19 even. Like Jared Goff was either really good mm-hmm. Or he was unusable and probably found the waiver wire after, yeah. like, right after you picked him up after a monster game. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of the way he. That's definitely the way he was, right? Especially early in the year. Um, late in the year, he started to turn it around a little bit. That's just when those um, quality starts started coming in. But there, there is stuff to like about Jared Goff going into next year, right? Jameis Williams going to be back for the full year. Amon Ra is only getting better. That offensive line is solid. Um, so there's things to like, but 
it's just a little too much variety, right? You look at like a Kirk Cousins, even Trevor Lawrence, they're keeping it in. You know, their bad weeks are quarterback 14. Jared Goss, bad week is quarterback 25, right? That loses right. you a week. And so that that is the difference there. Um, but he also he'll also win you the week. So he he's going to be a great streaming option next yes. year, but I'm not going to be drafting him to be the starter of my team. This is his stretch from week five to 11 with a bye in week six. Quarterback 29, bye week. Quarterback 28, quarterback 14, quarterback 19, quarterback 22, quarterback 26. I can personally attest that Jared Goff found the waiver wire yeah. <laughs> during that stretch of games. Uh, I was in limbo with Dak Prescott. Uh, Jared Goff, I used to fill in. He did not do me any favors. No. He did not do me any favors. Uh, and he found the way for wire during that stretch. So that's something to keep in mind because when Jared Goff was good, he was really good. And more sure. times than not, that was at home. Mm-hmm. Yes. On the road is when he was bad. Away at New England, QB 29. Away at Dallas, QB 28. Away at Chicago, quarterback 22. Away at the Giants, quarterback 26. Away at Green Bay, the quarterback 23. Just just something to uh, think about when you when you think about Jared Goff going into the next season. I don't think anybody's looking at Jared Goff after this year and thinking, yeah, top ten quarterback next year. Yeah, um, but that was. I, I would agree with you that he's a he's going to be one of the better streaming options next year, for sure. And going back to your thing, we put a stat out on our TikTok: twenty three touchdowns at home, six touchdowns on the road. That is a huge disparity, and definitely something you're gonna have to keep in mind when you're starting him next year. A hundred percent. That wraps out the uh, top 10 quarterbacks. We're going to be back next week. Quarterbacks 11 through 20. Then we'll dive into the top 10 running backs as well. But to wrap out the top 10 quarterbacks, Cameron, is there anything that you want to add here? I don't think so. I, I Just going back to – actually, I'll, I, I do want to add something. Going back to your point earlier, um, quarterbacks 5 through 10 were not guys that we were expecting to be top 10 quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, um, Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes are the only guys – all three of us consistently picked to be inside the top 10. Kirk Cousins was maybe the only other one that we were kind of on the fence about, but it was just a wacky year for quarterbacks all around. Yeah, it really was. And, and again, we'll discuss this more in quarterbacks 11 through 20 next week because then we'll get into some really juicy names there. But yes, yeah, this top 10 list uh, wrapped out pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So just a few things to keep in your back pocket as you, as you go into next year and, and we'll be, doing all sorts of obviously preseason prep next year and you'll want to hang around for that. So, uh, but I agree this top 10 list. I mean, after the top four, Justin Fields, Gino, Daniel Jones. I'm like, who's after who's six. It was Gino, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. None of those guys sniffed our top 10. I think Tyler had Kirk Cousins as his quarterback 10. Yep. None of those guys sniffed our top 10. And now here they are all top 10. So yeah. I don't know if we can bank on that going into next year, but I think you can, uh, we might be seeing that the quarterback position is a bit more volatile than we're predicting. And we'll see how that affects ADP, even for some of these guys next year as well. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the fantasy football fellas podcast. We will wrap it out there. Uh, FFL is on Twitter. The FFL is on Instagram, fantasy football fellas on TikTok. 
and YouTube where you should be subscribed and have those notifications turned on so you know when these video podcasts are coming out and you know when we're releasing shorts because you know we're releasing those every day. Mm -hmm. We're going to start making some long-form content going into next year as well. Yeah, I'm debating when we can break the news, and I kind of want to do it in a big fashion. I can't just do it. Like, yeah, I'm like this. It's got to be a bigger fashion. Mm-hmm. And we got to have tie with us, too. I, we got that. That's what it, that's really what this is missing yes. right now. It's missing the tie gusto. Yes. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of tie, man, dude, quit liking other sports. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of basketball, but like, really, you got to go out and, and, and act mm. like you're you're the next Greg Popovich or something. I don't know. Seventh and eighth graders don't even matter. Like their brains are literally <laughs> melting. Like people. Puberty is destroying them. Why are you trying to help them now? Whatever. Yeah, quit being a whatever. good person and helping out. Whatever, Ty. Quit, quit being a good person. Like, yeah. be a little bit less nice of a person, would you? Unbelievable. Nicest guy I know. <laughs> He's in my top 45. He's... <laughs> yeah, he might crack my top 50. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in again. Two Stooges being dudes, the fancy football fellas. We'll get Ty back one of these weeks. I don't know yes, when, sir. but. We'll get tie back soon. We will see you all next week for quarterbacks 11 through 20 in our top 10 running backs. Deuces. Deuces.